Hello friends and welcome to Mendu Disney, episode number 17. Charge it up. My name is Pete and joining me tonight are Matt. And Tom. Hey everybody, how are you? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So what's going on tonight? Obviously we're missing our third again. We hope he returns yep. to us shortly. Uh, missing, missing Matt tonight, but excited for the South Carolina victory on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple more, a couple days closer to uh, to my Disney trip. It was, I guess, a little disheartening not being able to land some uh, fast passes that I wanted. But we're gonna keep working at it. Yep, just keep uh, keep trying. So, well, let's start with the news as per usual. What do you got tonight? Um, yeah, got some pretty good piece of news. Uh, we're going to start in Magic Kingdom, uh, and this actually flows really well into our topic for later. But uh, Magic Kingdom's Fairy Tale Fireworks Upcharge returns to the uh, park. Back in 2015, Disney introduced an upcharge event that allowed a guest to cruise on one of the Seven Seas Lagoon's ferry boats and enjoy desserts with the night's fireworks spectacular. Now it looks like this event has returned for 2017. Fairy Tale Fireworks. A sparkling dessert cruise will once again be available for guests beginning December 1st of 2017. It'll set sail every Friday and Sunday through uh, January 28th of 2018. The event will begin 75 minutes prior to the Happily Ever After Fireworks show, and it'll last for roughly 90 minutes. Reservations are available. It is $99 for adults and $69 for kids. Uh, and of course, there's tax and um, gratuity that they would... Um, gratuities added in. I think tax will be included after that. Uh, the kids range again is from ages three to nine. Uh, another piece of news for Magic Kingdom: If you visited the park in the last week, like we hit on um, in our last episode, you probably noticed some of the the signs changing. Well, Stitch's Alien Encounter character greeting is now officially open. I think that they did say that Stitch's Great Escape will be open seasonally still. So it's not completely done for at this point. Um, the character meet and greet does not use the actual attraction room at all. It's just in the pre-show area. So, you know, as far as I know, they haven't actually done anything with the attraction and it will be still open on a seasonal basis. But for who, for how long, who knows at this point? I mean, it may be a better use of space for that area. <laughs> I read some report recently where it talked about uh, visitor experience. And visitors actually rated Tomorrowland lower when Stitch's Great Escape was open versus when it's <laughs> closed. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on what they'll do there. Uh, this is some really good news. The Jingle Cruise will not be retired in Disney's Magic Kingdom. Uh, shortly after our episode released, I think Pete saw an update uh, or a news story and sent it to me. Uh, so we are uh, excited about that, and I'm selfishly excited because I'll be there um, you know, in December here shortly. So, Pete, good news there. Moving right along, going to Hollywood Studios. There is another refurbishment scheduled for Star Wars A Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, That's the stage show that that you can see daily in Hollywood Studios. Uh, If you remember, earlier this year, it closed for refurbishments to allow some mobile stages. However, I guess it didn't work out or Disney couldn't get it completed in the time they thought. Uh, So it looks like they're going to reattempt this. And the closing will be October 10th to October 23rd. So 
we're recording this Sunday. Um, by the time it releases, it'll probably be um, the start of this refurbishment. And I this I couldn't I couldn't care less about this. I, I you know I I can't wait for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to open so they can get this out of the park and get it into where it belongs. It's just it's so out of place right there in the middle of the park. It takes I don't know. Once you've seen it, it's nothing nothing really special. I mean, and I'm. I like Star Wars, don't get me wrong, but this really does nothing for me. You know, if there were some kind of anything, but it's just the characters come out and some fire shoots up and that's really it, right? I think the the coolest side of it is seeing all the different characters because uh, there are some unique characters there that, and you can see them um, throughout different times at the park, but yeah, um, you do see a ton of different characters, so that's pretty neat. Yeah. That actually is it for our park news. We do have some general news updates. Falls in full swing now, even though it probably doesn't feel like it in Florida, and certainly in where we live, it's it's not the weather that you would anticipate would come with fall. Uh, but with that being said, Disney Springs is offering some different seasonal options. There's a new Sunday; it's called the Nutty Ghost Sunday, uh, and then there's a fresh pumpkin gelato available there. Deluxe Burger in Disney Springs um, is now offering a pumpkin a pumpkin milkshake as its seasonal flavor for October. And then, uh, like a celebration of Oktoberfest, Disney Springs has introduced a limited time uh, bratwurst dish at BB Wolf's kiosk. Uh, so there are some different. Go ahead, Pete. I was just going to say, welcome to pumpkin season. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean they're going to put pumpkin in beer, pumpkin in food, pumpkin in everything, and it, it just—it's like it's like um, Starbucks like started it right. It's uh, what is it, pumpkin spice lattes or something like that? That's it's popular. So that's that's one note. Staying with more. Um, General news, at the Yacht and Beach Club, Yachtman's Steakhouse is now serving a casual breakfast and lunch. Yacht and Beach Club will be opening the new, all-new Ale and Compass restaurant and lounge later this month. And in preparation of this opening, the temporary location for the Captain's Grill is now permanently closed. However, as this new restaurant isn't quite open yet, the Yachtman Steakhouse is offering a casual breakfast and lunch service. Uh, again, this is not going to be a permanent offering. It'll just be available through October. Uh, so if you're over by the Yacht and Beach Club, that's something to maybe look into. And then finally for the general news, uh, discounts for 2018 are now available. Disney is again offering its Play, Stay, and Dine package uh, in early 2018, which allows guests to save on packages that include, uh, I think it's room, theme parks, and dining. Mm -hmm. Guests will need to book these prior to December 22nd, and to receive the discount, it needs to be in between January 1st, 2018 and March 10th, 2018. The details I've gotten so far, uh, the quick service uh, dining plan is... Included with value resort hotels and guests will receive 40% off the full price. The Disney dining plan is included with moderate, deluxe, and deluxe villa resort hotel packages. And guests who book this package will receive 45% off the full price. Uh, as well as a less than 10% room discount. The minimum length of stay is 3 nights and the maximum is 14 nights. This is something that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> oh, we may have a guy booking a trip now. <laughs> um, kind of falls in our kind of falls in our date range. So. I know that's the truth. I, I think they uh, I think they're also also doing like some just room only discounts in 2018. I think I read they it was are, like 15 yep. percent on value resorts, uh, 20 percent on moderate, and 25 on deluxe. Yep. So we'll we'll, we'll look at uh, we'll look at Coronado Springs again. If 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 2018 was a time you want to go to Disney, I mean for sure take advantage of this. Um, again, you got to book before December 22nd. And that range is uh, for when your trip needs to be is in between January 1st and March 10th of 2018. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, that, that pretty much does it for the news. 
So let's go to our main topic for tonight. Uh, the top, the title of our episode is "Charge It Up." So we're going to be talking about upcharge events tonight, and whether or not we've, you know, we think it's worth it. Kind of what our experience with these upcharge events has been, and you know, just kind of our thoughts on it. So there's there's a lot of options here. Disney is really jumping onto this upcharge bandwagon, I guess you could call it. You know, I didn't I didn't know until I started doing some research for this episode exactly how many different events there were. You know, I thought Not So Scary Halloween and Very Merry Christmas, and that was pretty much all I thought about at first. But there are, I mean, dozens of these events. So we kind of narrowed it down a little bit, and we're just going to focus on Magic Kingdom for tonight's episode and the, the tours and special events that are available there. So I guess to start with, we'll start with we'll start with some of the most expensive options out there, and those are kind of the VIP tours. There's there's two of them that we're going to talk about, and that's the Ultimate Day of Thrills tour and the Ultimate Disney Classics tour. Now the Ultimate Day of Thrills tour does go to several different parks, so we're kind of reaching on that one, but. The Ultimate Disney Classics is strictly a Magic Kingdom. So starting off with the Ultimate Day of Thrills, this tour is a $299 per person upcharge event. The tour lasts seven hours, takes you to three parks, and you do have to have park admission with a park hopper in order to get on this tour. So that right there is, I mean, you know, you're looking $300 plus a ticket plus a park hopper just for this tour. The cheap person in me automatically says no way. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm thinking on it. Um, this was one I was more familiar with. Uh, I actually think there was a I think Tyler Perry's TV show. They they did something like this when they paired with Disney. But um, man, that is really expensive. It is really expensive. But if you're going to be in Disney World for one day or two days, and you want to hit all the highlights. You don't want to wait in any lines. This is probably going to be your best option. You know, it takes you through Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. So you do skip Epcot. But you have a park hopper. So I guess theoretically after this is done, you could hop over to Epcot, use your fast passes at Epcot. Because you do get priority boarding to, I think it's 11 or 12 attractions at those parks. You know, and it's it's all the highlights. That- They're leaving off Pandora at Animal Kingdom, right? I'm. I do not think that that's in there right now. No, I mean that's that's crazy <laughs> to go to Animal Kingdom right now, and you're looking. You're talking highlights, and you don't get to ride arguably yeah. the best ride in the country. And that that could that could have changed. I don't. I don't know that for sure, but I don't know. To me, this is unless I literally have one day to do everything, and I win the lottery or something. I'm. I'm not doing this. I think um, there's going to be pros and cons with everything. Uh, me personally, it's not for me. But to his point, if you're going to be at Disney for a short trip, uh, a one to two day type trip, because any any longer of a stay, you can probably do all these with your without a park hopper, right? You can do a day at each park and, and easily hit all these, and just book your fast passes and and ride all the rides, right? Uh, so I would say short trip would be the only, or if it's July, right? If the park is really really packed and it's July, maybe it's worth it at that point. But you do only get to ride each attraction one time, and you do have to travel in a pretty big group. So this isn't, you know, a two or three person group. You know, you're in a group of 20 or 25 or whatever it may be. So if you're not down with traveling with a lot of people, this probably isn't going to be your cup of tea. And I think that's where I would have a problem with this, because I like to walk fast. 
and kind of weave through the crowds. And I don't, I don't think you can do that with this tour. Yeah, and I, and I don't know the limit on people. I'm trying to figure that out right now as we talk. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to it if you do find it. But let's move on now to the Ultimate Disney Classics Tour, which is slightly more affordable. It's $199 per person. This is four hours long, and it gets you pretty much VIP access to all of what you would consider the classic Disney rides at Magic Kingdom. Doesn't include Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, um, Big Thunder Mountain, Seven Dwarfs, none of what you would consider thrill rides. Nothing that has a height requirement is included on this, so it's more built for families with kids. And again, same thing. You either go in through the fast pass line or you go in through kind of a, a side entrance. So to me, it, you know, unless you're traveling with very small kids that have a very short attention span, I, I don't know that this is worth it to me. No chance. And you have a, you, I'm not a father. You have a child. The, the rides that we discussed prior to the show, I mean, you're talking Small World, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I think Pirates Caribbean maybe was on it, but Haunted Mansion, yeah. The these are rides you can, with the exception of Peter Pan, you can get on these rides anytime you want. But you're right; you can get on these rides anytime you want. So really, the only time that this could be worth it is again if it's July, the park is packed. But you know, you have to plan in advance for it. It's this isn't something that you can just walk onto. So. To me, this is kind of a hard no. This is a never worth it. I don't think this one. The other one was justifiable. You talk about a short trip. You can go to Magic Kingdom one day, set your fast passes correctly, and knock out every single offering here. I don't see the benefit. So the next next kind of tour that we're going to talk about is the Keys to the Kingdom tour. This is one that I've heard of before that I've had some interest in. Never done it before, but... This is a, a five-hour tour. The cost is $79 a person, and it's really a kind of behind-the-magic tour. You know, you get a lot of background information. You do ride some rides. You ride, I think, Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion. You get in early to the Magic Kingdom, so, you, you know, you have the ability to kind of take some pictures of some areas without crowds, and that does include lunch, too. And, and as Tom was really excited about, you do get to take a special trip down to the Utilidors, um, and, and for that reason, I think they restrict this to, and I don't know the exact age limit, but I think it's over 12 or s- something like that. Um, so no small children are allowed on this tour. You know, we don't want any to ruin the magic for anyone, anyone too young. So what are your thoughts on this one, Tom? Love it. I think it's appropriately priced. Uh, I believe someone in my fiance's family has done this. Uh, if you're in, into any Disney history, I'd say if you have a background as an engineer, uh, if you want to understand and have a strong desire to see what how Disney functions on a daily basis, uh, this is a slam dunk for me. I think um, the way I understand it, you get to see how the rides operate and then ride them, or it's the other way around. Uh, but some of the rides listed, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, uh, to, to see how Haunted Mansion works alone, you know, I've read up on it. It's, it's absurd, the amount of technology that's in that ride. I mean, you think about it in Haunted Mansion, the scene where, you're at the dining party and all the ghosts are dancing. It's very simple how they yeah, not, do Yeah, not a lot of technology, I, would, I wouldn't say, because we're talking late 70s technology, right? I mean, but no, I agree. I, I, think, I, think this tour is, I think this tour is worth it. I think it's appropriately priced. But, you know, again, you're traveling in a pretty large group, you know, 15, 20, 25 people. 
So, and, and it is five hours long, you know, so that's at least half your day at Magic Kingdom. So if you're only going to be at Disney World for a couple of days, you haven't seen everything before, probably not something you want to book. You know, you, you want this to be on a longer trip or you want it to be on a second, third, fourth trip, you know, whatever. Um, because you're you're not going to get to see and do a, you'll get to see and do a whole lot, but you'll get to see and do a whole lot for some very specific things. So the next thing that we'll move on to is the Family Magic Tour. I, I hesitate to call this a tour. It's really there is a tour guide, but this is this is more of a scavenger hunt. This is thirty nine dollars a person. It lasts for two hours. You go all around Magic Kingdom, and if I if I I'm correct about this. You're trying to find props for a party or, or something like that. So probably good for little kids. You know, if you've got three, four, five, six-year-olds that can go for two hours and, and not get exhausted, this is probably something that would be good for them. Tom, I don't think you and I are going to be doing this on our next trip. No, I um, Isn't Sorcerers of Magic of the Magic Kingdom, that's a kind of a scavenger hunt as well? It, yeah, kind of. And that's free. I, I don't think that costs anything. Right. My point was, if you want to do a scavenger hunt around Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. that takes you to almost all the main parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Mm-hmm. I think there are some VIP, not VIP access. There's some fast passes included with this. I think so. I'm not 100% sure on that. And, and nothing that I read was really clear on it. So you may get to ride a couple of attractions um, for this. And, you know, this is something that... I think changes on a pretty regular basis. So I don't think it's it's locked in. I think it's kind of flexible in what they do depending on crowd levels and all that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I um yeah, take it or leave it. The price is not outrageous especially compared to what you see at Disney World. I think there are different options if you want to uh one sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. I mean there's different options to get around and do a scavenger hunt style. And and really, you know, if, if you have any expertise with Disney, you could set up your own scavenger hunt. Yep. You wouldn't have, you know, I think you get some character encounters with this. I think you see maybe Peter Pan and Mickey Mouse. But you could theoretically set that up on your own and not give Disney $40 a person for it. So, I agree. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So the next thing we'll talk about is, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because to me, this is ridiculous I have a little girl, so it may become less ridiculous, but that's these dessert parties and dessert cruises, you know, be it with a character, without a character, you know, champagne, dessert, whatever. Look, I don't, I don't think these are worth it at all. The viewing area, I don't think you get that good of a viewing area. You can find as good of a viewing area if you, if you plan an hour in advance or a half an hour in advance for the, for the fireworks. I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. Um, I, you know, I've already shared on one of, I think in our, um, Disney for two episode, we found a firework viewing area that I think was probably one of the best areas I've ever stood in. We weren't, you know, packed with back to backs with people and we didn't have to pay anything for that. Uh, my fiance even got a dessert item to want to eat while we watched the, you know, we paid for that obviously, but it, it certainly wasn't the pricing that some of the dessert parties call for. I'm not a big fan of it. There are upcharge events that I really like. Uh, one that I'm there's some that I'm interested in, like I said, in Keys of the Kingdom, but this is not one of them for me. Mm-hmm. I I agree, and and again, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. I don't I don't know that much about them, but not something that I'm probably going to do. So the other thing that I that I do think is worth it, and and these last three things that I want to talk about kind of are all in the same mold. 
they all kind of fall into the same vein. So the first is Disney After Hours. Now, this is something that's returning. It was a little controversial last year. It's, it is returning this year uh, for January, February, and March. And as I understand it, you get into the Magic Kingdom as early as 7 o'clock, and you can be there until either 11 or 12, depending on the night. Um, the cost for this is $119 per ticket. Again, doesn't require an admission to the park because this this is your admission to the park. So, you know, it really that works out to either $23 or $29 per hour for this kind of after hours in Magic Kingdom. All the popular attractions are open here. And, you know, they are limiting this to a certain amount of people. I don't think it's anywhere near what you would see in the parks for uh, any of the other kind of after after hours hard ticket events. So, to me, you know, I like this. Uh, th- this is something that I'm all over. I think this, when they cap it, I, I personally have experienced other after-hour events that we'll hit on later, and you feel like you're in the park alone in those at times, depending on where you're at and what you're trying to do. For a large, for a smaller crowd in Magic Kingdom where you have all the rides open, and I don't, I don't think there's anything outside of just being in the park and being able to do the rides that even comes with this. It's not like you're not so scary and very merry, which we'll hit on later. This is anyone who likes thrill rides and likes to just ride, ride, ride and run all over the park. This is for you. The, mm-hmm. the price is fair for what you're getting. Because you talk about, yeah, maybe a 110 plus for a, a day in Magic Kingdom. 119 and you're going to limit the crowd size I'm dealing with? This is an ex- this is an exclusive event that I think is fantastic. I think I think so too. You know, and, and they do have some character meet and greets open. But to me, the, the biggest thing here is, is, like you said, that crowd cap. You know, this that's, that's huge. Because think how much you can do in five hours at Magic Kingdom uh-huh. if, if you have a limited crowd. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about rides, rides like Seven Dwarf Mine Train that normally have a 90 or 110 minute wait that have a 10 minute wait tops. To me, this is totally worth it, and it's it's worth it more. You know, I don't know that I would go to Magic Kingdom all day, and then do this after hours event. I guess you could, but what I look at it like you and Matt did um, the villains uh, deal mm-hmm. at Hollywood Studios. I think y'all went to Epcot for the day, mm-hmm. and didn't so you didn't have park hopper. You didn't have to pay for it. You just paid for your villains ticket, and that's what got you in to see Hollywood Studios. Correct. To me, it's similar. I mean, it's a similar type. Uh, the premise is the same behind it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And and like you said, I don't think there's anything that goes along with this. I think you literally just get into the park. And there are going to be some attractions that are closed. I'm sure Jungle Cruise will be closed. It typically is for these yep. after-hours events. But but there's really not much that is closed. That's really the only major thing that I can think of. You know, they may close the Tiki Room and Country Bear Jamboree, something like that. But... All your major attractions are going to still be open. So to me, yeah, $119 is a lot of money, but I, I don't know. It, th- this is totally worth it to me. You know what it kind of reminds me of? There was, um, I can't, it was like an e, E-Ride night or, or something in Magic Kingdom. Um, they limited the ticket sales on it. It was about 5,000 people in the park. And it was, you got to stay in like three hours after three hours after the park closed. And it, it was, I mean, it, I was a kid. It was inexpensive. I mean, it couldn't have been more than 
if you were staying on, you only had access to it, I think, if you were staying on Disney property. It was like 20 bucks a person. I can remember us leaving Magic Kingdom or not going during the day and maybe hanging out at the resort, taking naps as children to, to utilize this. And this is what this feels like to me, being in the park alone. And I don't know if the cap's 5,000 people. 5,000 people will be, I mean, a slow day at really Magic Kingdom is like 25,000. So yeah, 5,000 people, you literally roam in this place by yourself. And I think it's, I'd be shocked if it was any more than 10,000 that they'd allow mm-hmm. on this. I, I, I think so too. Well, and it, it seems like, and I could be wrong, I haven't looked at it in a while, but there's really no late night extra magic hours anymore, are there? I mean, they're all early morning. Most of them are, if not all, are early morning. Um, I mean, I can remember going many years ago and there being late night extra magic hours. Yeah. You know, you're you're in the park an hour later, or an hour, half later, whatever. Um, but it, it seems like they're moving away from that. It seems like all the extra magic hours are... Or, you know, an hour, the park opens an hour earlier instead of staying late. And you'll you'll see people take more advantage of those because it's incl- they, they feel like they've paid for it. Uh, mm-hmm. These events that have the, the prices on them are where you're really going to get that exclusive, exclusive experience in Disney World. Uh, I personally, am, I avoid, I stay on property and avoid parks with or with uh, extra magic hours. You I, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And it's, you know, kind of a little off topic here, but when we plan our days... I think we specifically avoid parks that have extra magic hours just because they do tend to be more crowded. Because people think yeah, you, like, you, oh, I'm taking advantage of this extra hour at Disney, and then they're in that mm-hmm. park for the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. But, man, I, I don't know. $119, think about it. It's a lot. It's a lot of money, but you're telling me I can go ride Space Mountain as many times as I want. <laughs> um, I'm probably, if I were, I mean, th- th- I think I called him last year or earlier this year, I guess, and said, Hey, I'm going to be down in Florida this time of the year. Uh, I wonder if they have that, that event open. Uh, Cause I'm just going to buy two tickets and, and mm-hmm. talk my fiance into going down and doing a short trip to Disney. And for, unfortunately the dates that, that I wanted to go didn't mesh with us, but of the ones we've discussed so far, this is, this is number one for me. I think, I think so too. So Maybe we'll change that because we do have two other, I guess, big events to talk about. And that is Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. These rain, you know, these run from late August through Christmas. They're both obviously holiday themed, so they're both going to have similarities. Um, but I guess let's start with Not So Scary since that's going on right now. And that's the one we've both been to so far. Again, Not So Scary runs from August 25th through November 1st, and pricing kind of varies depending on those dates, anywhere from $74 to $115 per ticket. Again, like the like the Disney After Hours, these events start at 7 o'clock. They typically end at midnight, and I think you get to the park as early as 4 o'clock with a ticket to this event. Yeah, so, they, don't, they don't advertise that, but you're right. So, you know, you're eight hours at the park is basically what you're paying for with your ticket to this, which, you know, not a bad deal if you if you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. Yeah, I agree with you for sure. The, the thing that, that struck me, we went to Not So Scary a year ago, and they really do a good job decorating kind of the Main Street area and theming the Main Street area. Once you get outside of that, the decorations are kind of few and far between. You know, you see some pumpkins or whatever, but 
the the decorating kind of leaves a little bit to just be desired once you get out of the main street area. Now, there are some things that go along with this. First off is is the parade, the Budiu parade. It's been the same now for what since they've really since they've started this. Yep. It's fun to watch the first time. If you've been if you've been a couple of times to not so scary, it doesn't change. The headless horseman rides. There's some grave diggers making sparks. Everything's Halloween themed and spooky. And well, I'll you know. tell you, I agree with him that it definitely is. It's the same, right? You're going to see what you see. Uh, I will say that the not so scary and, and actually also very merry, which we'll get to. They include two parade times and two fireworks shows, and that's true. So, well, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't stop to see the first one. If you if you run in and watch the second one at the end of the night, eh, it is what it is. You know, you're probably not much more you could do there. But um, that is one perk, and people do go to this event to see that parade. And they go, and they also go to see Happy Halloween, which is the fireworks show, which is awesome. Which is which is great. Yep. It's you know, it's it's very villains themed. There's a lot of you know the. The color palette changes. There's a lot of greens and blues and reds, and so, but it, it is a cool show. It's it's definitely worth seeing. Also, there is a stage show that happens in front of the castle uh, that features the witches from Hocus Pocus, and I don't think we stopped to watch this. I've watched it on YouTube before. It's kind of funny. And that that show, I mean, I think it's like three or four times it goes on. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's a short, it's not mm-hmm. that long. I mean, it's a stage show, so it's not crazy long. I, I, let me just say it like this. There's a couple different approaches you can take to Not So Scary. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. And I'll just be frank with everyone. We took the approach of let's ride as many rides as possible. That's not everyone's cup of tea. and Which is why we're no, mentioning but, all the different alter, it, alternatives there. And, and we looked at Not So Scary as basically Disney after hours. Yep. Where we were going to be in the park with a limited amount of people. Of that limited amount of people, a lot of them were going to be doing other things. You know, something else we haven't mentioned yet is the trick-or-treating. Disney's got trick-or-treating booths set up a lot of places. I think there's eight or 10 or 11 or something like that locations where you, I mean, they give you a bag and you go get candy and, and you can clean up on candy. And and probably a bigger demand than everything we've talked about is the special characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're yeah, talking you about some characters. two hour waits you, for some of these characters. It's nuts. I mean, but they're characters that you don't typically see. Or you, you know, can't Jack see. Jack Skellington and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. You're only going to see them this night. The entire, all seven dwarfs are out. Together. For not so scary. Together, yep. yeah. So there's a lot of characters like that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, two hour waits for characters for something that you've paid, you know, $100 for, for five hours. Our approach for this, again, was we're going to use this as a Disney after hours. We're going to go ride as many rides as we can. But there is a lot to do here. And, and, you know, a lot of people go. They bring their kids. They watch the parades. They go trick-or-treating. They watch the fireworks. They watch the stage show. And they visit characters. They don't ride a single ride. Well, and and folks who, you know, you're going to have all, all different folks here. But you have some people who live in Florida and – Hey, they can ride these rides whenever they want. They live in Orlando. Mm-hmm. They're really going for the characters. You have kids who took a nap, and they're not even tall enough to ride some of these thrill rides that we're discussing. And they are really in it for the, you know, maybe the parents 
did a day at Magic Kingdom already on the trip. They don't need to ride these rides again. So I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, at how short every single line was. Uh, I think we yeah. rode Space Mountain Everything. seven or eight times. Uh, we did. And we, we had did. plenty. I mean, we did plenty. We did Splash Mountain. We did everything you could think of. And so, I think we left early, too, because yeah. <laughs> we, we, we didn't want to ride Space Mountain again. We went. Uh, so it the, the, the deal ended at midnight. We got into the park that day at 7 a.m. and went straight to probably about 11.15. And it was just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was 15 hours in the magic kingdom and it, it was, you know, we didn't stop. We, and we did watch, um, we did watch Hallow wishes again, mm-hmm. two of the guys we went with, uh, not avid Disney goers, I guess. Although I think it's growing on them, but, uh, you know, we, they hadn't seen wishes. And so castle projections, the, the, again, it's, it's a great night. It is well worth the money. This is something to me. We talked about, um, some of those tours earlier, Keys of the Kingdom, maybe you only do those once. This is something you you could do this repeatedly and have a great time every time you did it. Mm-hmm. And and the same with Mickey's Very Merry Christmas also. Again, similar to Not So Scary, um, this runs from November 9th to December 22nd, um, and prices range from $89 to $109, depending on when you go. And I guess what I didn't mention about Not So Scary and Very Merry is that these parties don't happen every night during the week. There are select nights um, that, that they happen. So it's it's not an every night thing. So don't think, hey, I'm not going to go to Magic Kingdom between August and December because the park's going to close at 4 o'clock. Because they will kick you out of the park if you don't have a ticket to to these parties. Yeah, I think you're kicked uh, out. They, they try to have everyone kicked out by six. Mm-hmm. They uh, they hand out wristbands, and if you don't have a wristband and a cast member sees you, they ask you and then escort you to the uh, to the gates. So, you know, don't don't think you're going to sneak around and try to you know stay after hours without buying a ticket to this because they it do, it does work out pretty well. And let me add one more thing too. Um, if you're in the park. And so you have no clue. I think it's Tuesday, Thursday, and Sundays that this this these events go on, but don't quote me on that. Um, you could you you will have an option to buy a ticket that day, but there's a chance it's sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so, know Halloween is sold out right now for not so scary. Uh, I know this is something. If you want to do this, I, I I bought we bought our tickets for Very Merry two months ago um, for the date that we wanted. Uh, so keep in mind if you're there and you just have no clue and you're at Disney right now maybe and you and Tuesday you're like oh man that, you know we're scheduled to be in Magic Kingdom tonight uh, definitely there's a chance you could you could purchase a ticket but this is a they do cap this cap this number and it's a hard ticketed event so uh, to his and, point and even when even if the even if it is sold out it's it's crowded but it's not that crowded you know it's not crowded like. Magic Kingdom's normally crowded. So there's still, you know, there's still very short lines to all the attractions. And, um, and one more thing while we're thinking about it. There are um, special shirts. There are unique merchandise offerings for, I know not so scary. I'm going off the cuff here. I'm assuming there would be for Very Merry as well. Well, and we didn't talk about, they do have specialty food and drinks for not so scary and Very Merry as well. And I, I didn't mention that. Uh, you know, you can get glow in the dark ice cubes for not so scary. I saw there's some specialty witches brews, and I, I I'm 99% sure that there's no alcoholic beverages. Obviously, it's it's Magic Kingdom, so I don't think that they uh, that I don't they think would change that. 
but but you do you can get some kind of fun mixed drinks with glow in the dark ice cubes and they do have some kind of spooky treats <laughs> i guess you could call it but but back to Mar- very merry um a couple of things that go on there that's a little bit different and look very merry follows a very similar theme to not so scary there's a special parade um, I think it's Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Very Christmas themed. Um, gingerbread Man, Santa Claus, you know, whatever, sleighs. So there is a parade. There's also a Holiday Wishes. So a Christmas themed wishes. I think there's a couple of stage shows for Very Merry Christmas. I think there's Mickey's Most Merry Celebration, which obviously is going to be Mickey, Minnie, Goofy. But there's also a Frozen one. Now, I haven't seen that. I can't remember if these shows are the same and the Frozen characters are are in the show. I, um, as I've probably mentioned, and I'm going to continue to mention, I'll be at Disney <laughs> in December and we'll see this. I know for the Frozen show or whatever stage show it is, there have been some complaints. Disney, uh, I don't want to ruin the show for anybody, but I know they talk about texting Donald and they have cell phones on the stage and um, you know Disney's trying to adapt with the times but I I don't know that that's the right direction I think it'd be a really good show if they didn't have that and so I I don't know how those shows operate I've watched them on YouTube I thought they were themed appropriately I thought it could be a really good show without the cell phone but that's kind of a turnoff for me to his point this is a very similar strategy that Disney's taken with Not So Scary they've basically applied the same thing for Very Merry and I mean, you look at it snows in Magic Kingdom. How many times in, in Florida? Yeah, and I was, Kingdom? I was, I was going to save that because I mean, it's going to snow in Florida. How excited are you about that? Uh, that's just some Disney magic uh, that they have. And this is another thing, guys. You, you're gonna, uh, you can take the approach you want with this. Do you want to do attractions on our trip? I don't know that it's going to be. You know, this would be a different pace trip than when we did Mendo Disney. It, it won't be attraction, 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 attraction. Uh, we're gonna. Spend Disney some time. Dad Walk, more attraction. Yeah, it won't be the Disney Dad Walk all over the park. It'll be uh, much more focused on enjoying the event and enjoying, you know, this is something that everyone who's going with me has been to Disney 17 plus times for my trip in December, and no one's ever done this. Um, so we're all so really excited. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'll really be able to, and you guys are going to Magic Kingdom that day as well, right? Yeah, so, so we're going to pull the all dayer. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to, you know, enjoy the park during the day and then enjoy the, the Christmas party at night. And we're going to go to Magic Kingdom twice on the trip anyway. And so the, the, the we're really going to enjoy the perks of the event. I, I have watched YouTube videos from last year to try and get my bearings for when I go. They do have a ton of different cookies. Uh, they do and, have a, and cocoa. Not only cocoa. They have some other themed drinks as well that they give out. So, so uh, I mean, you know, who, who knows? It could be 70 degrees. I don't know if you're really going to be wanting to drink cocoa. I, that, that was one of the, it's not a complaint, but the, one of the videos I watched, the the guy was like, you know, I, I'm just doing this because I'm here. It The weather does not call for hot cocoa. <laughs> uh, but I'd, I'd force a hot cocoa down as well. So to me, you know, out of, out of all the upcharge events that we've talked about, these two, and I would even include Disney After Hours in this, are kind of your... I don't know if I'd call them your best value, but if you're going to do an upcharge event, these three are kind of what I would do. 
you know, you can make of them whatever you want. Um, Disney After Hours, obviously, you're you're going to do attractions. Not so scary and very merry, like we talked about. You can either go and, and do attractions, or you can go and enjoy the events and enjoy the kind of special things that they have set up. So it's it's up to you. But those are really the big, kind of the big three for me. Maybe Keys to the Kingdom. I'd like to try that once. But, you know, again, it would have to be kind of on a longer Disney trip where I had a day to burn. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think, um, you know, the whole premise idea of the show was... Are they worth it? And again, we just hit Magic Kingdom tonight. There are plenty more op- options at Disney World that we would love to to explore in the future. If I'm going to go with what our original question was, are they worth it? Absolutely. I think all of them bring a different value. Specifically for me, Disney After Hours, Not So Scary, Very Merry, and Keys of the Kingdom would be something that I think bring your uh, best. It's hard to say bang for your buck because they're expensive, but they bring the most to the table uh, for what you're paying for. Well, I was going to say the other ones we've hit, I think, the Family Magic Tour and Ultimate Disney Classics, I don't necessarily see a place for. I, I can see, I can get around on Ultimate Day of Thrills, and, and you know, you're there for a couple days. That certainly could be worth it, but that's my take on them, on all of them we've gone over. Now, I'm on the same page as you. If if I'm going down for two days, maybe the Ultimate Day of Thrills is worth it. And, you know, you've got to remember how much money you're spending on a Disney trip. You know, so if you're going with a family of four, and, and you want to go to Not So Scary, that's another $400 on top of what you've already spent. Yep. So, you know, you can look at it as, well, I've already spent all this money. I might as well spend some more. Or you can look at it as, well, I've already spent all this money. Why the hell do I want to spend more? Yeah. So, I think, two, very uh, different, two very different schools of thought there. I think, um, you know, looking at these could be very good stocking stuff for, or, or Christmas presents rather, or, or some kind of a present to the family. Uh, I was going to say, what kind of, what kind of gifts are you getting in your stocking? Yeah. Are, stocking stuffer was a bad, know, they're a, 200, $299 stocking stuffers. A bad, a bad choice there. But, um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think Pete's now that you got to understand what you're spending and, and kind of see if, if it calls for one of these events. All right. Well, um, that's really all we've got to say about that. And we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. If you've been to these events, if you've done some of the tours that we mentioned, you know, let us know. If, if we missed something, if we misrepresented something, let us know. You know, we've only done so much. We don't live in Florida, so this isn't something that we can get down there and try everything, certainly. So if you do have a different opinion or a different experience, you know, please, please let us know. So, Tom, what else do we have for tonight? Uh, yes, we've got... Obviously, to get to our Disney Secret of the Night, Disney Trivia Question, and our winner from last week. Uh, I can't I can always go back and forth on the format here, but uh, I guess we'll do the Disney Secret of the Night first. And we have a little double dip in the Disney Secret bucket. It's um, exciting. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't initially plan for a double dip, and then it just kind of happened. Uh, so our first Disney Secret is Mickey Mouse is a Gamecock fan. I can provide well, pictures of this. Clearly. I, I've seen him hold a Gamecock flag. And in light of our most recent victory to move to four and two, thought that was an appropriate secret for the evening. Because hey, being a Gamecock fan, you don't know you you can't always count on a win. We never know when we're going to get them. Uh, but the main Disney secret of the night uh, will take us to Magic Kingdom and Pirates of the Caribbean. So in Magic Kingdom's Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, uh, you'll notice it's home to many pirates of all shapes and sizes. However, one pirate has stuck out as many people's favorite. Towards the end of the ride, you will notice a 
rather drunk pirate sitting on top of the bridge with his legs dangling towards your boat as you travel underneath him. Once upon a time, there was a red handkerchief between his toes dangling downward. Apparently, uh, Disney noticed there were a lot of guests who would try to stand up and grab the red hanky as their boat passed by. Therefore, Disney has had to remove it from his toes and instead place it on the bridge beside him. Be observant as you go under the bridge because you will notice there is a larger gap between his big toe and his second toe where the hanky was originally located. And if and if you look up, if uh, you look up, I mean, his foot is incredibly detailed. His legs hairy. I mean, it's his leg is his leg is hairy, and uh, the leg and the foot are they're they're incredibly detailed. And somebody on our trip made a comment about it. Yeah, it was um. That's just another you know compliment and benefit to what Disney does. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, moving right along, I'm going to remind you of what our trivia question was last week, give you the answer and our winner. Our trivia question last week, and we tried not to be very descriptive in the question, was which Disney character steers the vehicle that appears as the finale of Fantasmic? Um, the vehicle is, of course, a steamboat, and the character is, of course, Steamboat Willie uh, that steers it. Had some good answers, had a lot of people with the right answer, uh, but Aaron from North Carolina was first. Uh, Aaron, shoot us an email again with your mailing address, and we will get your prize on its way. Again, thank you for everyone who's participated. We are really enjoying the trivia and getting the prizes and getting to know some of our listeners. Um, so it's a, it's a cool thing that, that we're enjoying as well. Again, just to remind you, our email is mendowdw at gmail.com, and our Twitter handle is at mendowdwpodcast. Uh, moving on, our trivia question of the evening. Pete thinks it's an easy one. We'll see. We'll see if everyone can get it. Uh, which was the first roller coaster attraction in Walt Disney World? Uh, so the first roller coaster that was open in Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. I'm guessing it was not Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It was. An, uh, there's a tip. It is not Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh, again, you can email those answers in at mendowdw at gmail.com or tweet us the answer it at, uh, at mendowdwpodcast. So that's it for me, Pete. All right. Well, also, I'll just say... Please, uh, everybody tweet in and email in uh, your best wishes for Matt. Uh, apparently, he's still recovering from his injury with Mickey Mouse and to a toothpaste. And I can't remember what else I made up. But, a golf club, I believe. Um, a golf club. <laughs> so everybody send in your well wishes, and we hope he'll rejoin us post-haste. So that's really all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Again, look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week.